If you're watching this video, do not celebrate Halloween at all, guys. It is not worth losing your life over a piece of candy. It's going to be a lot of demonic activity that's going to take place this day, and it's going to be a lot of bad things that's going to happen. Please be warned. Do not celebrate Halloween. Just buy your own candy. I'm begging you. <laughs> Support big well, candy. Well, probably like the big candy corporations make it with like aborted stem cells or something. So you can't do that either. <laughs> <laughs> a rapper, for sure. Christian, I'm Sam. I'm Casey. I'm Jeremiah. And I have all sorts of life updates today. But before I get into that, I'm going to ask you, Jeremiah, how getting blown away in Vegas was. I hated Las Vegas and I would like to never go back. That would be <laughs> ideal. <laughs> you didn't, uh, did, you, did, did you put on one of those like cool suits that turns you into flying squirrel and jump in the air with during like 90 mile an hour wind gusts? I didn't do that, but thank you to the podcast listener who posted in the discord, uh, like the article that was cool things to do in Vegas. Cause one of those was the mob museum. And so I did go to the mob museum. Oh, it was cool. pretty good. It wasn't like Smithsonian good, but it was like, you know, Vegas museum. Good. Um, so that was enjoyable. That was right next to Fremont street, which is like their open air, I don't know, happen in arts district or something. And I went there and that was one of the worst places I've ever been in my arts life. District. There was like <laughs> stages set up. It's that one that has like the led screen that wraps over the roof. Oh yeah. It goes for like, Oh, oh yeah. You, yeah. You've been to Vegas a bunch, you know? Um, yeah. The people advertising like the super cheap beer pitchers and like there's Chippendale dancers and strippers and magicians and like a bunch just, of bands that, don't write their own music and like yep. someday might hit it big and play at six flags. <laughs> yeah. Doing terrible covers of like eighties and nineties stuff. I think yeah, I was like there for about cruise 10... ship gig. They just land uh, a sick gig on a cruise. Honestly, I don't think these people are good enough for a cruise ship. They're good oh, enough man. for a street full of drunken partiers. That's about all they're good for. This was like mid afternoon too. Like this wasn't at night and 10 minutes and I was done. Like I was like, I do not ever want to come back here. Dude. Um, I love the people that play in the bands though on Fremont street. <laughs> oh, Cause they're, they're like, they're like caricatures of rock stars. It's yep. like, like they look, they look like Fortnite's like uh, Sims or something. <laughs> what? A lot like, of right. and fedoras. Oh. Yeah. It's, it's like, well, all of them shop at the buckle. That's for sure. hundred percent. Yep. Yeah. How many like, coats that have the, uh, the tails on them? It was more like one guy, like the lead singer of one of the bands was like, I, I definitely look like Kurt Cobain. So I should also dress just like Kurt Cobain. And he looked like, like wish Kurt Cobain and wish there like it is. everybody, there was two bands that I came across like on the stages, and these are really nice stages set up. I don't know who pays for these stages, but like, I would have been stoked if my band got to play a gig with like these sound systems in this stage, but there's like 15 people standing there half drunk, just staring at them, like with zero crowd interaction while they're playing, like, don't stop believing. So, oh, yeah. OK. So oh. let, all right, Sam, let's throw out some songs and you tell us if you heard them from the bands that played. OK, I'll go <laughs> for Jeremiah. Funk. Oh, 
You're telling me I have to throw out some. Oh God, I'm so bad. Yeah, with no, I was only there for like maybe 15 minutes top, so there aren't that many songs. So this was outside. You said this is just an it, outdoor. Thing? Well, it's outdoors, but there's like an LED roof over top of it. But yes, it's a street in between buildings. Think wow. like the French Quarter in New Orleans with an LED roof. So just constantly, like regularly, yeah. there's just assholes playing music on that stage. Looks like it. Wow. Yeah. And, and you can buy uh you can buy art from homeless people who are making like jewelry and stuff sitting on the sidewalk uh right next to a magician who's trying to get you to watch his stuff right next to a chippendales dancer who's trying to get you to come take pictures with him like and that's all within like 15 feet and it all smells like weed even though there's signs every 15 feet that say you can't smoke weed outdoors don't be an idiot <laughs> uh, yeah but- last time i was there there was a a bearded guy in a dress and stuff taking pictures with people and somebody was like pulling on his wig or something like that and i kind of like shooed the guy away and the dude like came up and hugged me and then picked me up like cradled no me way. like a baby and that would make my me buddy so Jesse took a picture of it i would be fighting like just involuntarily like i would just start swinging at anything if somebody on that street tried oh, to i kind of liked up. him i thought he was cool <laughs> oh my god it's so complete stranger showed up and tried to cradle me i would be very upset by that yeah i would just <laughs> be an artist uh, yeah. yeah i there's there's always a guy okay so there's always a guy in like he's usually about my size plus 70 pounds and he's wearing a borat swimsuit and playing like a, a first act guitar on a practice amp he's playing like power chords and you can go take a picture with him there's a lot of people that you're like i don't really i don't get what the performance is here but i'm glad you're making money right like there was an elderly man who was dressed like he was homeless but he had a sign like a couple vulgar signs and he would see you coming and he would just hold up whatever he thought was the one that was going to get you and then try to get you to give him money and take a picture with him what? Like, oh, that was just like, <laughs> like it's like it's it's all about just like you walk around and you see what everybody's doing and then you go what's the one thing that someone isn't doing and then you try to do that no matter how dumb it is and you I, that, I that gets that gets people money for real like people are giving these weirdos money i yeah i guess it's i mean they, they must make an okay living doing it or i get it it's must be wild. worth it to some degree if they're doing it there but they're, like, the, they're the best part like I didn't, they're way better than the keychain store. That's true. <laughs> Which is basically what's there. It's like that's a true. bunch of second rate casinos, some very bad restaurants. Like, I mean, terrible. And then it's like a discount alcohol store, newly opened dispensaries that, you know, just transitioned from like vape store to a weed store. They look like they were sharing real estate, honestly. That's, that's most of it. Yeah. <laughs> and then a place sense. to buy like, you know, refrigerator magnets with your name on them and coffee mugs that have uh, bare breasts on them. Yeah, Casey nailed it. Hilarious. Uh, I, <laughs> and like the That's food. That's something you, you, you're there and you're like, this is funny. And then you bring it home. You're like, why do I have this? Well, could because the shirts were three for $10. That was actually a store. <laughs> three for $10 Las Vegas shirts. It's like, you know, those things are good. But Casey, I didn't realize you were allowed to smoke indoors in Vegas. Our hotel, Whoa. Sam, 
so our hotel was the Orleans, which is not one of the biggest ones, but it's like, it's big enough that it has its own event hall and it has restaurants and a theater and casino. And, you know, it's like, okay. it's at that level, but it's not the MGM grand. There's people, we get there at two in the morning, two 30 in the morning, you know, when our flight gets in and we get to the, the hotel and there's people gambling and smoking, just sitting in the lobby at this, oh. like, and you come down in the morning and I'm pretty sure it's the same people are still there. And the Oof. hotel charges a $40 per day uh, resort fee for access to the pool and Wi-Fi of up to one megabit and a few other things. Like everything <laughs> in Vegas is a hustle. Everything is a hustle. Everything. And none of it's good. No. Like, I. It's uh, funny because there's like, if you leave the strip, there's a lot of really good restaurants and stuff like that in Las Vegas. But like almost nothing that you're going to get close to those casinos is going to be any good at all. Cause it's marketed to drunk boomers in electric wheelchairs. They're like $6 sirloin. Holy smokes. That's, yeah. that's the marketing pitch at yeah. everything that you go to there. Like so I, I you mentioned like the, the advertisements for discounts, discounted pitchers of beer. And it's definitely stands to reason that the better deal you see on a pitcher of beer, the, it's like a one for one correlation on how oh, probably not sure. great that restaurant is. Oh yeah. Well that, and that was on Fremont street where they're, they're just trying to get you to hang out there for a long enough period of time that so you buy some terrible food or something like I, you couldn't pay me money to stay on that street for an hour. Like I, I just, and again, I'm not the right person for this. I love, you know, the outdoors uh, and Vegas seems to be pretty anti that I'll say the sunsets were really pretty. Um, Utah was amazing. I loved Utah. Zion National Park is like one of the most beautiful places I've ever been in my whole life. And if I oh, never yeah. have to go to Vegas again to get there, I'll be happy. Like I'd rather fly to Salt Lake City and drive twice as far just to not have to go through Vegas. I will say I went to a Cirque du Soleil. Um, I went and saw the Hoover Dam. The Hoover Dam was awesome. Um, and I went to a Cirque cool. du Soleil in the MGM Grand. And the MGM which, Grand which is really is impressive. Uh, which Cirque du Soleil? Yeah. Ka. Okay, yeah, April and I went to that one the last time I was there. Is that, where, is that where you watch someone perform a circumcision? Is that what that is? Uh, yes. Okay, definitely. And it, it says all on... ages, and it is nice. Yeah. Well, it's a medical procedure, so as long as it's you know your parents yeah. are fine with it, I guess. It's you pay cool. extra for the front row, and when they toss out the schmuck, you can try to catch it. You know, <laughs> such a way with words, Casey. Uh, no, I, I sat <laughs> it's all like the way in the back. <laughs> He's going to go with the calamari. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, the, the Cirque du Soleil was amazing. I like, I've never seen one before. I would definitely go back for one of like to one of those. And the MGM grand was really impressive. It's like a city inside a hotel. I mean, I, I can get why they have That's such cool. big events yeah. there and everything. I still don't ever want to go back there, but like, I get it. That was impressive enough that I understood. Okay. I see why people do this. I, yeah, I feel like I, I, I like can appreciate it. Out. I can appreciate Vegas to an extent. Like I don't like to gamble and I'm not a big drinker, but I do like to just walk around and watch people act like insane. Yeah. You know, yeah. cause I mean, you could tell like you go walking around at some of the casinos and they all kind of have like a little bit different vibe. Like, did you just go walking down the strip into some of the other casinos? No, and no I, I drove up and down the strip a couple of times, but the only ones I went inside were the MGM grand and the Orleans. Yeah, so like you can go in some of the other ones. Like, uh, I have to go back for a work convention in like a year. And oh, we're let me know when. Caesar's Palace. Oh, April's going with you. Fuck, come on, bring me, I'm bring sure me it's instead. A big room. You can probably stay if you want. You have a couch. But uh, 
they you know like caesar's palace is very uh that one and the venetian are kind of like uppity so it's a lot of people our age dressed in weird clothes that they wouldn't wear at home and they're like trying to be loud and flashy and then you go in like uh you know like the worst the worst one i think that i've been into is circus circus did you drive past that one uh that doesn't sound familiar now well it's a circus themed hotel from cool. back when people oh thought God. circuses were rad. And like they advertise that they have a McDonald's inside, if that tells wow. you. Wow. <laughs> like it just with the ball pit? Is there a ball pit? Ball pit there is. A ball pit full of lost seniors where the, <laughs> their hearing aids are out of batteries and they've just like wet their pants. <laughs> that would be an upgrade from Fremont Street still. Yeah, Fremont's like way cleaner than it was. Like the first time I went there for like a work thing, it was maybe like 10 years ago. And it was wild down there. Like they kind of keep some of the rabble out of there nowadays, you know. But at the time, like you go in there and it was like these terrible bands playing. And there was just a whole bunch of like homeless people high out of their gourd, just like bumping and grinding in front of the stage. (laughs) It was a fun place. <laughs> like you don't want to, I don't want to be in the middle of it, but I do like to stand on the sidelines and watch people having fun in ways that, you know, I don't enjoy at all. <laughs> I was, I was so stressed. I went back to my, I ran out of things I wanted to do, went back to my hotel and took a nap before I had to go pick my friend up from the, when we were young festival. Like that's Vegas tapped me out in like one afternoon. <laughs> So did that, did that, when we were young thing, did that all fall apart or did they get to go day two or something? Yeah. So my friend, he'd bought a ticket for day two. So he was fine. I had another friend that had gone like the day before. And so it was canceled and she couldn't do anything. So only the first day was canceled because of high wind. The second day, everything was fine. And I think they had their next day was this past weekend. Yeah. Um, Oh, okay. What's crazy though, the amount of people who flew in for that, it's like, yeah, yeah, you get refunded for the festival, but you literally just spent like hundreds of dollars on hotels and plane tickets like yeah no one's covering that but it did so. seem like there was plenty of room he said he could get up almost as close as he wanted to any of the stages like within reason um and the sound was great they had them really organized like swapping off one stage after the other you know a band setting up and then a band playing so it seems like they really ran it pretty well for it being the first day that they actually successfully pulled it off that's cool so, i love yeah. it dude a well-run festival man so many of them have just not gone that way (laughs) well the security line to get in was like he was in line for i think an hour and a half two hours and they when they finally got up there they were just given up and they were like gently touching each person's backpack to be like that's fine that's fine that's fine so it did seem like they they kind of failed on the how quickly they could get everybody in thing because he missed a couple of the bands that he wanted to see i think i dropped him off like an hour before uh so that part sucked but everything else seemed like it went really well and it sounded like most of the bands did really good sets and stuff. So, yeah. Well, that's cool. Yeah. So that's, yeah, that was, that was Vegas. I hope I never go back. Thank you to the people who made suggestions. And Utah was amazing. Zion National Park is one of the prettiest places I've ever been in my life. So great outdoors. Another win. There it is. There's the recap, the Vegas recap. I was looking forward to that. All right. So I'm going to go ahead and talk about myself for a little bit. Um, I... <laughs> Had a couple of eventful things. Uh, I might be a little preemptive in saying this, uh, but 
So as everyone who's listened for a little bit knows, I'm in grad school. Uh, I went back to school to become a school adjustment counselor uh, just about a year ago now. Um, and I recently realized how complicated things are going to be uh, between like juggling work and then having to do a 900 hour practicum, uh, which generally feels like an impossible task to juggle the two. So I started like, I've started thinking about what I can do uh, in order to get by during that time. Uh, and there was always like a couple of options. There was one that, I mean, one would be, I would work like 25 hours a week uh, and work in the afternoons and then do my practicum during the day. And that's obviously, it sounds like one of the worst possible options, but I was obviously willing to do that. And then, then I started learning about employment-based practicums where a school could hire you and then you can still they'll count what you do as your practicum experience as long as there's somebody in the school who's willing to to be like your supervisor for that so I was like well that sounds like a pretty good option but I don't know I started having like these like I just started kind of panicking I'm like I, I don't know what to do I can't this I, I just felt really stressed so I emailed my professor and was just like I need I got to figure out how to get into a school district like what are what are my options uh because I you know, I have a mortgage and I have two kids and two foster kids. And it's just like what I granted the foster kids don't really cost me that much money anymore. Um, they're 19 and mostly self-sufficient. I was so, just going to make sure you're like, you're still feeding them, right? That's yeah. like I was taking a bad <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um Well, and then there's stuff going on with that that I'll get into after this. Oh, I should have found that out before making that joke. I'm sorry. No, 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 no. You're good. You're good. All right. All right. Cool. Um, I will make plenty of jokes that some people might not be happy about uh, as time goes on. But that's just how I deal with my shit. So fuck you if you have a problem with it. Uh, So anyways, you are sorting out all the things that would have probably been good to sort out before starting school. Yeah, but you can't sort out (laughs) before starting school. Uh, and also before, start, dude, but, but I mean, it's funny, but it's also like I had emailed somebody like who manages your uh, like who, whatever, whoever was my academic advisor. I emailed her before starting the program was like, how can I do my practicum while working? And they were like, you know, you could do it a couple days a week uh, and then just take longer to do it. And I was like, OK, start the program, find out halfway into the year that's not an option that is has never been an option nor can it be you have to be in the school five days a week so i was like well fuck how do i figure that out so anyway i emailed my professor um and then another reason i emailed professor and i've been hesitant to talk about any of like my personal life work stuff here but i've had a contentious relationship with my employer um it's fine. Uh, I'm well liked in my company, but it hasn't been a good fit for me for a little while. So I had a rough day. Um, I, I was made to feel pretty small. Uh, it was, I felt quite belittled one day and was like, all right, this seems like the right time to email my professor and be like, what, what can I do? So she immediately called me and was like, a lot of school, there's a shortage for school counselors and a lot of schools are hiring on a provisional license. Um, I'll, I'm going to write you a letter of recommendation and I think you should start applying for jobs. So that was all about like six weeks ago and, uh, last, so this is coming out Tuesday. So last Friday, um, I had my final interview at an elementary school and I've 
been hired to be their new school adjustment counselor. Uh, so very excited about that. Is, is uh, that good? Okay. Cause you really started this story sounding like it was a downer. So it makes me no, want to not congratulate <laughs> you just in case. No, it's, <laughs> I'm, I'm, it's the most relief I've felt. I've okay. Felt awesome. Like I felt like, I is, is it just me? Just me or like, they really sound like this must be ending in a bad direction or is the bad stuff still coming? And I'm the, the bad idiot stuff is still... coming. <laughs> okay, yeah. great. I'm going to be quiet again. The bad cool. stuff is, is that he really only got hired to read stories and drag. Exactly. No. And, and teach critical race theory. So it'll be weird, especially coming from a white guy. I don't, I guess that's a little weird <laughs> when they hire a white person solely to teach critical well, they, race. They saw but, one of your old pictures when you had dreadlocks and they were yeah. like, oh, well, he gets it. Yeah, I Rachel Dole's all the shit out of it. And now here I am. It worked out great for me. So, uh, <laughs> no, it's, I wasn't, you know, I didn't originally think about doing elementary school, but um, I, I don't know. I'm a lot of, there's plenty of aspects of it that like, like the experience transfers regardless of where I would end up or what grade I would teach. But, I'm I'm fucking thrilled. I, I I got the news and felt like I was floating. Now the reason I said it might be preemptive is because uh, I'll go in to sign all my paperwork uh, tomorrow. So when this one comes out, and there's that part of me that always feels like something will go wrong, and that for some reason I'll go in and they'll be like, actually, I think we're gonna not, and then I'll just have to like take all this back and, and be very, very depressed for a significant period of time. So we'll see. But my assumption is that I'm going to go in as scheduled to sign all my paperwork and everything will go off without a hitch. So that's, that's awesome. Good. Yeah, that's a good, that's a big life update for me. I'm really excited about, I mean, I got, I'm still going to be in my program for another two years. So getting here two years ahead of schedule when I only just started school, like less than a year ago, it's like, it's fucking crazy to me uh so huge shout out to my professor for writing me that letter of recommendation because that is the only reason i got a job and yeah. also say the, reading the that, state of the education system isn't all bad yeah you know Dude, i don't i've never got a letter of recommendation uh before and i teared up when i read it i was like this is the nicest shit anyone has ever said about me in writing especially it was pretty fucking cool that's awesome uh, you you I don't know, not to blow smoke up your skirt, but like you're exactly what every school would hope for in somebody that would fill that position. Like, I don't know, you're like uh, one of the most empathetic people that I've ever met and you actually act upon that. Like, it's not just talk, you know, I mean, like you're you're a perfect fit for that, that uh -huh. job. And I think it's cool that you, you know, you had the the you you knew yourself enough to know that like oh this is what i should do yeah i don't know how to take compliments well so i'm just going to leave it at that and feel uncomfortable a little bit but <laughs> <laughs> but i appreciate that all right so on to my other news that's uh this is something i have not really got i don't think i've really gotten into it at all um uh i've obviously talked about my foster kids so one of them is um the, he's the kid I've been taking care of since he was like nine. Um, he's part of our family. He's, he's in college now. He's doing great. Uh, super proud of him. So, my, but I've been pretty vague about the situation with the other. Um, I'm trying to think if I'm, I'm going, I guess I'll try to avoid using her name. I guess I'll just stick with the pronouns. Uh, it probably doesn't matter, but just in case I just 
I think I feel more comfortable trying to avoid using it. So the situation with her was she was one of my wife's students. Um, my wife teaches special education, kids with behavioral, emotional disabilities. Um, so this girl is, was in and out of foster care since she was 11. Uh, she was one of, uh, as, so we it had come up uh, years ago, uh, the idea of having, of, of bringing her into our house and, and trying to help her uh, get her life sorted out and graduate high school. But it never really worked out uh, because DCF, I mean, they re they were just resistant to the idea. Uh, for anyone who's not from this area, DCF, that's Department of Children and Families. Some people call it CPS. Some people call it DSS. So whatever. It's just that organization. Uh, and But when she turned 18, she was a senior or she was going into her senior year. And it was like, well, now she can choose her where she lives. And we were like, all right. So she has had she had previously made attempts on her life uh, and while she was my wife's student and kind of, I think shortly before she moved in with us. And that was a bit of a concern, but she'd also been given, she'd been in some really awful situations with foster families, group homes. Like, uh, you know, she has a lot of mental health struggles and she was inconsistent with medications. And I don't know, it was just, all around bad. And, you know, we, we believed and hoped and thought that we could like, all right, we, you'll move in with us. My daughter and son have been sharing a room for a little over a year uh, because we don't have enough room. So we made space for her and we're like, we're going to, we're going to get you through high school. And then there's a program around me called job Corps, which is like, you go live there. It's kind of like college. Um, but you don't really focus on a lot of academics. It's mostly just, workforce related uh so you could go like learn how to be like uh ultrasound tech or uh um, do something automotive or there's just a lot of different options and, and you live there and there's very there's certain rules which is like one of the rules is you have to pass drug tests you can't smoke weed you can't so uh, i mean I, i'll try to make this go like wrap this up quickly but it's like over the past year and year plus it's been like it's been one of the most it's been the most challenging thing we've done it's created a very difficult situation in our home um on and off it's had its ups and downs but trying to insulate our kids uh who, my kids who are five and seven from a 19 year old's mental health struggles uh has been a fucking whirlwind um and she ended up Last night, for the third time, uh, take making an attempt on her life, uh, and we had to call nine one one and have her picked up and sectioned. And it's just like, holy shit! Like <laughs> we've done this too many times now. Uh, so I don't know, man. I it just felt like, I guess, kind of airing my personal bullshit here, um, because it's like, it you just feel fucking weird about it. Like for the past four months, I've felt like kind of a hostage in my house because part of like we said like we had a plan we it was never a long-term placement it was to get her into something that she could do something a way for her to be a productive stable adult and about four months ago it was like a month or two after coming back to our house after her previous suicide attempt um even like it was like just downward spiral 
it was like she would just kind of leave a lot she would come back always like hi she would constantly smoke weed and it's like we would be like you can't do that in our house like you're 19 you're not smoking weed in the house we're trying to get you to job core she's like i'm not going to job core i'm not leaving i'm not doing like basically it was just like i felt like someone just stole a room in my house and took advantage of our empathy and kindness to be like i'm not kicking you out but she's also like i'm literally she wouldn't she refused to take any medication she refused to get in touch with any of her mental health services and she refused she blocked my wife and i on her phone and she like refused to speak with us and anytime you would go in and try to confront her or have a conversation it would be like she would shut down or she would like threaten to hurt herself or she would pretend that she was going to like break the window and leave that way if you were blocking the door or she and then as as those conversations over she would just leave for an indefinite amount of time and it's just like i don't know when she'll be back i guess we just wait this one out again so it was like that it's been like that for months and we're trying to like insulate our kids from understanding what's going on has been very difficult um so after it's we we had set a time frame for her a month and a half ago. We're like, but you have to, you need to find a place by November 1st. Otherwise we're, we're working with your, uh, the professionals who work with you uh, in, in DCF to find some sort of emergency respite kind of situation. But like you need to move out by November 1st because you don't, you don't have to live here. Like it's weird that you're staying here and you're refusing to cooperate and have any sort of communication or relationship with us. But you also are like, trying to not leave like i feel like it just didn't really make sense and i know a lot of that is related to her unmedicated untreated mental health struggles uh so it's just this back and forth of like feeling like i i it feels like enabling an addict in some ways the way that her that with the behavior and then um and now uh so after after last night it was like that that's it like we can't we this is the third time in our house my kids are too young like and that feels shitty it feels like you're kind of giving up on somebody but at the same time it's like an addict right you know when unless they're willing to get help or help themselves like you can't do anything for them we've been unable to get through to her or work with her for four months and so now it's like she's in the hospital and she called my wife today and was like said something about wanting stuff and it was like it was like we were really clear um about that November 1st deadline. And this isn't, this, this can't change that. So you need to figure out something else. And I don't know, it feels like a lot to just throw out into the internet, but I feel shitty about it. Uh, but also don't really like, also I feel like a sense of relief to like have this chaos out of my house. Uh, I don't know. It's all fucking weird, but yeah, but you can't, it, it makes sense why you would feel the way that you feel, but also it doesn't sound like a situation where you are going to be able to solve it anyway. Right. And that's yeah. a terrible thing to have to like come to grips with is you can try to do everything and it still may not be enough and it's not your fault. Yeah. And I don't like, know the situation. She just doesn't I'm want not... our help anymore. She doesn't yeah. want our help. Uh, and that's okay. Like, I think what's so frustrating is like she realized how she's not really well equipped to figure out how to do life on her own either. So it's like, that's why uh, to get really in the weeds with it. I honestly don't even know, not this is, I don't know that this is, it feels weird to say, but I don't even know if this attempt was 
a full fledged kind of thing uh, because it was basically took, she took like a few fistfuls of ibuprofen. Uh, so she was like out of it, but it was like, I don't, I think most people know that that that's not, that doesn't really kill you. Like when the, everyone, when the paramedics and stuff showed up, they were like, Oh, okay. Like, yeah, we need to deal with this. But like, like it, 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 it kind of dropped the threat level a bit. It wasn't, it, it went from like, people being like oh what's going on to okay i i think we see what's going on here and it, it felt a little like uh because last time there was some a little acting involved because they the paramedics were like if you picked up her arm and then if they were if they were really as unresponsive as she was letting on your arm would just flop but there was like some resistance when they would hold her arm and stuff so they were all like there's something there's a lot going on here uh and we need to treat this seriously as an attempt on her life but there also seems to be some other things going on here as well and it feels similar uh to with this time with the third time sorry that was the first time the second time was different that was very legitimate and scared the shit out of us and then the third time was like it feels like uh the time of november 1st was closing in and she didn't have options and this just it feels like this was like a a way to force i don't know maybe force people's hands maybe figure i don't i don't really know i don't really want to speculate too much because it's not really where what it's right helpful and i'm not trained in a way to do so but um it's just it's bananas man it's the past year of my life like i it's like this is i i i was resistant to talk about it uh just in the because there were some people in her life that i know might have checked this out and i don't want to necessarily air all that business but it also fucking feels weird to like i don't know i feel like on this you know we try to protect the people in our lives by not you know dogging on them too hard or getting too in the weeds on stuff but we also try to like show who we are and who and have a level of authenticity and it's like this has been the last since it's like starting school doing this it's like with with this girl it's been like it's definitely been the most challenging year of my life and it just feels weird to like have not said anything about it i just didn't feel right about it for a while Do, i don't know if, if you don't want to answer this this is okay does it feel like this situation going on with her does it make you feel guilty for being excited about your new job and that working out like those two things pulling against each other in the same amount of time uh i can't imagine that that's easy to deal with it actually doesn't I think what's weird is like I gen I genuinely feel mostly a sense of relief that she's no longer going to be in our house because of the turmoil that it's been like it's just constant. My my house is small, dude. Like it's like the main living area is one space: kitchen, living room, dining room, no walls, and then the bedrooms. So it's just it it's something that's constantly there. It, that you just feel like an anxiousness about uh you never know what the day is going to be like you don't know what issues you're going to deal with so i feel guilty i feel if anything i feel a little guilty about feeling incredibly relieved that we don't have shit anymore so yeah i don't know man i don't <laughs> i i remember when you texted me like the first time that that all happened and I just like don't even know what to say you know like yeah it's a, it's a situation that's so foreign to me that 
I, I don't I don't know what the right course of action is there, but I do think, you know, it gets to a point where you're like you're dealing with an adult. You know, right. if if nothing else, I mean, in age and and yeah, there is a point where it's like are are we enabling a lifestyle that is bad and self-destructive for this person? Yeah. Especially with the way she was treating and feeling towards us at this point. Um like if she's feeling this way about us, this isn't a good arrangement for anybody. It's purely based on a, a rent-free agreement that she's not that she wasn't making any effort to to move on. Um so well yeah, it is what it is now. Uh, I'm you know, my daughter is going to have her room back. Uh her and my son won't have to share a room anymore. But uh, dude, I mean, some of the wildest shit though, like, and I know this, I know some of this is depression, but I think it got to a point, it was never like this before the last few months. And it became the things she was doing was mostly out of spite. So she would like, we were like, her, her room was a disaster. You couldn't see the floor. She had, she had dishes growing mold on them. Like she was sleeping in a bed with trash, like actual trash, like fast food wrapper trash like her bed was full of it like it, it was like hoarders type shit and uh like she wouldn't do any laundry so it's it really smelled quite like you could smell the room from our living room sometimes if she opened the door for a minute like it was really it was just crazy it just felt like crazy town shit and like uh and it, it was like she can you give me a ride to work we're like you need you need to do like you need to at least get your room in some semblance of order and bring your dishes out when you're done. And she would just ask us for us to work all the time. And be like, until you do that, we're, you know, by this date, like at this date, we are no longer going to give you rides. If you cannot treat your, our space, your space, like this is an unhealthy lifestyle. Like you're here. We can help you figure out how to be an adult. Like you need to do something about it. And she didn't. And she hasn't for three months and no joke. Like, we would just eventually have to go in there because we were running out of dishes and take them all out. And it would, I'm talking like bowls of cereal that would sit there for like three weeks with milk and cereal still in them. Like, what are we doing? I, I, I've never, I it's like, what I, I like what, how I don't, I would, I was, uh, I obviously am like, I'm struggling for words. I w wouldn't even know what like, I, I don't know what to say. I wouldn't know how to approach. Now I say that, like I did a lot of that, like, my communication with her has been pretty uh, much nothing. My wife has dealt with most of it. Um, I didn't have a really a relationship with her anyway. I tried to, um, I think, but it was just always a little strange. It's a little strange to have like an 18 year old move into your house that you don't know at all. Um, so I don't know, man, like <laughs> I just, it's like, not again. Like, I've texted you, Casey, about it. Like I've said some flippant and awful things, uh, sometimes <laughs> serious, sometimes like as jokes. But it's just kind of like, uh, can't save them all. Like, I guess that's it. Like, you know, you try. I overextended myself. I think, I think we put up with this shit for longer than anyone really would have needed to. I think maybe we even did her a disservice by not figuring out an arrangement in which we could change this. But I also wasn't going to be like, there's the street. And then throw all of her stuff outside. And there was no way she would leave. Like 
she was just choosing to stay in that and she had nowhere else to go. So it's like, I, I was like, someone squat. It felt like, so like, it felt like I had a squatter in my house. Like someone goes in and go, this is my space now. And you're like, uh-huh. And then that was it. Like, I felt like my part of my house was like stolen from me. And I was like a fucking hostage. Yeah. That's, that's wild. You guys had a real Arafat Netanyahu relationship. Yeah. That's <laughs> one way to put it. How does Casey have these references just locked and ready to go? Like, I don't know. Casey, do, do you realize power. what a talent that is? Like other people just can't do that. Well, does, you know, it's serving me well. I was like, does yeah. April know how lucky she is that she, she gets to get hot references <laughs> like that just all the time. She probably can't get away from them even if she tries. <laughs> I think, uh, I think, I think she's has her fill of them at times. <laughs> <laughs> hey i am proud of sam for uh for pulling rachel dolezal out of your hat that's a pretty good one yeah yeah, yeah that's pretty oh, good she's a classic i feel like that one's going to be that one i always keep that one in my front pocket you know, that's one of those that like that, oh that would be great what did you say i missed it oh we should we should totally talk to her oh my god she has an only fans oh so, well, even still, she probably wants the promotion. See, to me, that's not a that's not necessarily a negative like it is for you, you know. Yeah. Well, I know where you're going with this, but it's she has that kind of OnlyFans. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, I don't want to be the naive homeschooler here. Isn't there only one type of OnlyFans? Like just different shades. Sure. And I mean, I'm just saying ways. that I'm a sex positive person, and Sam is not. Ah, that's okay. my point. That's yeah. That's what he's saying. It has nothing to do with your personal situation. Uh, <laughs> that feels like the Casey, worst way to refer to that. Casey has an OnlyFans. No, yeah, exactly. You don't it's want people the family to know about business you. now. Yeah. <laughs> oh, your parents got one too. That's hot. Oh god. I'm trying to imagine what would Casey named his some some like alliteration of like the something perineum. Like yeah, you know, the parched peridium. I was thinking like uh, Uwu Boy 69 or something like that, you know. Uh, lube Tech something or another. <laughs> also the equivalent of a 12-year-old gamer tag. <laughs> I just I just recreate like uh, uh, Chris Farley VR porn. That would be my, my niche, you know. Chris Farley style. I get it. Yeah. Reenactment. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> P.O. Like Jeremiah stuff. pretending to be a Confederate. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Peddling his submarine. I'm just there to just there to film. <laughs> which doesn't sound good. Your little bicycle style submarine. Nope. Again, not mine. Just just taking <laughs> just someone else. I was just asking questions. <laughs> I'd, I'd be too big for the submarine we already covered this that's right they only put small children in those that's right <laughs> <laughs> so uh are we ready to yeah. uh to get into the spirit of the season yeah this feels come. like a natural transition after the first half of this podcast and now yeah we got we we did some serious we stuff now it's time maybe we should have hit with the silly stuff first but i'll imagine that the listeners are interested in hearing about my life in that capacity, <laughs> even though it feels <laughs> slightly 
I think everyone you. will definitely be happy for you that because you have been talking about your career switch for a while now. I think everyone will be happy to hear about that. Yeah. Yeah. Less happy I, for those. And we're excited to hear kids. about all the cool stories you'll tell us every week of what kids are telling you when you're counseling them. So oh, that'll be yeah. fun. <laughs> right. yeah, yeah, I'll just throw it all out there. There's no breach of confidentiality. That won't be a problem. Sure, whatever. I don't know. <laughs> you just make every one of them, every sixth grader sign a waiver when they walk into your office. <laughs> like, hey, just so you know, everything you say is public domain. Yeah. <laughs> As opposed to the usual, you go through like a confidentiality statement and instead I'll do the opposite of that and just be like, Everything you say, I, I'm definitely going to repeat to a shitload yeah. of people. Have you ever been on a podcast? Would you yeah. like to? <laughs> Do you want to talk about this on a podcast? And as yeah. long as it's a white guy, they'll say yes. We know that's a fact. Tell them they can also talk about Minecraft or whatever kids do now. Yeah. Fortnite. I'm pretty sure it's mostly Fortnite. Invite right. someone else's child on to talk about deconstruction. I'm sure that's going to go great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Invite a religious kid on and then we'll talk them out of uh, their faith and then send them home. Yep. Perfect. Okay. So it is Halloween and uh, all Hallows Eve. Yeah. And I thought in the, uh, in the spirit of the season, we would spirit Halloween. You love that place. And in, in the spirit of spirit Halloween. Have I talked about that? I hate God. I hate, <laughs> <Come up. laughs> I hate it. I hate it so much. I hate those Halloween stores. And it's like guaranteed that if a department store or anything in a strip mall goes out of business within 48 hours, there's a spirit Halloween sign hanging from it. It's like a fucking banner always held up by yeah. just rope. They're like the they're like the hermit crabs of retail. <laughs> <laughs> Again, Casey, how do you do this? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I have assembled. I, I spent today uh, pouring through TikTok looking for, you know, some Christian takes on Halloween. And, and handing uh, the over to the Chinese. Yeah, exactly. You know, they, they, they understand my dislike of Halloween now. But... I was a, you know, I think like the typical line would be like, hey, I watched all of these so that you don't have to. But I actually I this is the part of Halloween I love, I think. Yeah, I, you have a new favorite thing to do on Halloween. Oh, my God. I love watching these videos. <laughs> so you, funny. Have, you have like a impeccable capacity for Christian cringe content. It's Yeah, just cringe in general. Like, that's what yeah. I love. That's that's basically like my entire Instagram feed now. It's like animals and then just cringe content, mostly from TikTok. <laughs> so I've assembled some clips that I think you guys will find interesting. And, uh, and it's it, funny you brought up your Halloween because the first, I, I broke this one up into two sections, but the first clip comes to us directly from a Spirit Halloween. So are you ready for this? I'm ready. All right. I'm at this Halloween store right now, and they have holy water. You know, it's a container that's really going to be filled with alcohol. Mocking holy water. Flask the book of water. holy hammer being drunk. The book of how to get smashed and hammered. Mocking the holy Bible. Then we have sinful sister dressing up as a nun. A nun is supposed to represent someone who's holy. It's in Catholicism. I'm not Catholic, but this is demonic. It's all evil. Look at all this stuff. Witchcraft. 
mockery of Jesus Christ, mockery of Christianity. This is evil. Turn away from your sins. Do not engage in Halloween. I'm here only to spread light. Uh, that's a weird last phrase to throw in there. I'm only here to spread light. Sounds like something someone says before they lock the door in the basement that they just put you in. <laughs> <laughs> he like padlocks the front doors of Spirit Halloween and then just like sets a brush fire in the back. <laughs> yeah. Uh, also, I would I think can't you make a pretty strong argument that Catholicism is making a mockery of Jesus Christ? Not a mockery, but like definitely just building up some you know uh graven images and other things uh that are quote-unquote real christians should be offended by well i think a running theme with all of the people that we're going to hear from today is uh a, a a real lack of interest in uh what the bible says about things yeah <laughs> <laughs> they do not seem to be slowed down or deterred by any sort of like, uh, you know, theology or anything like that. It's very off the cuff, interpretive style Christianity and, uh, you know, big focus on demons. Uh, the irony of him being, it's like, if you're not Catholic, then holy water is pretend probably. So like, uh, I think why, if you are Catholic, why are you it's better? still pretend, but yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like, Protestants aren't like holy water. They're like, come on now, like, come on. So, I mean, Protestants use grape juice for communion, so they don't give a shit about holy water. That's for sure. Uh, I just the the irony that he's like thinking about it as a non-Catholic, and his biggest gripe is with the being a drunk nun and making fun of holy water. It's like those are just. That's a weird lane for you to pick. Like, it sounds like you're trying to find a way to be upset about something. Yeah. I, I, there's something hilarious about watching a person pick up like these just, you know, 50 cent cheapy mass produced plastic novelty items. And, and it, and like whole, you know, they like hold them in this regard that they're like some sort of unholy object imbued with like dark spiritual energy. This like novelty Bible that says the book, the holy book of getting hammered or whatever. (laughs) And he is like dead serious about it. And uh, I, I didn't catch, this was kind of a long video. He had several videos about this topic, but like, uh, at one point he's talking about how lost our society is. And he's like, I think about our society is in such a, a rotten place, an evil place that we have entire stores dedicated to selling witchcraft. I, I think that this store is only open on Halloween. I think that it's only open on Halloween to sell witchcraft. Like you're in a Halloween city, bro. (laughs) (laughs) It's not only open on Halloween. If a store only opened one day a year, that would definitely be one. I mean, Halloween stores are already bordering on the worst business model of all time, but that at least they're open more than one day. I don't know. There could be a store that only sells things for Mother's Day and Valentine's Day that only opens the day before both of those. And I think it would do just as much business. (laughs) Right. They're mostly empty. I mean, why don't you know, if you're thinking about going to Halloween City and picking up some stuff why don't you cut out the middleman and just go dump a bunch of bottles and, you know, rubber pieces into the ocean. Like that's where all of it's going. Oh yeah. <laughs> just no, dump no. it in. 
<laughs> it's going to a landfill in middle America. Come on, be reasonable now. Yeah, archaeologists like 3,000 years from now are going to uncover like a rubber Biden mask and and assign it some sort of spiritual significance just like this guy's doing. Yeah. <laughs> Ceremonial headwear, you know. Okay, oh so... Uh, Real quick, uh, trick-or-treating tonight with the kids. Um, we were with my uh, brother-in-law and my nieces and my sister-in-law and uh, my... Two of the kids that my kids go to school with live in my neighborhood uh, and, and that they're friends with from school. They are in our neighborhood. And so they were out trick or treating, but their dad stayed home to do, uh, do they hand out candy shit. And also he had like this horrible mask on and it was, it's like, looked like the bottom jaw had been like kind of ripped off. It was just like really bloody. It was a pretty grotesque mask. Uh, and when kids would go up to get candy, he would walk out dragging a shovel behind him. And my daughter was just like, yeah, okay, whatever. Like just went up, grabbed candy, walked away. My son was like very like, uh, I don't know about this, but he grabbed it and slowly walked away. And then my, my niece grabbed candy, ran back and just started bawling her eyes out. <laughs> the guy felt <laughs> Terrible. He's a nice guy. And I met, hung around with him a little bit here and there, and he he felt so bad. And um, he, uh, but what, my niece didn't want to. She didn't want to admit that she was the only one that that cried because she was scared. So we were like, "What's what's wrong?" And she was like, "I'm just crying because I don't want Halloween to be over." And she just, <laughs> He repeated that line for like the next like 10 minutes. I thought it was so funny because it's like pretty quick on her feet to think about a reason that she was crying and not own up to the fact that, and she's like, she's younger. Uh, she's, uh, oh shit. She's four. Uh, and to just kind of own up to that, like to not own up to it as at that age, I was like, I was dying. I thought it was so funny. Yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> All right, uh, here's here's the rest of his uh, shopping trip here. See, a lot of y'all know I speak out against voodoo a lot. We got spirit of Halloween voodoo priestess. They want our children. They want you to be a voodoo priest. This stuff is witchcraft. When you put these stuff on, you're going to take on the spirit and become a witch. You're going to be a witch in your dreams. You're going to be a witch on Halloween. This is completely demonic. Get free from this stuff. They made a movie about this in the 90s about a green mask that you would put on and say really stupid shit. <laughs> yeah, and then you'd put it on your dog and he'd pee on people. Yeah, it's hilarious. Yeah, uh yeah, so in this one he's holding up a voodoo priestess Halloween costume. It's like one of those ones that's all in one bag, you know. And uh, <laughs> with with you know probably the most flammable wig ever made. Oh and, yeah. Yeah, so like by wearing a costume of a voodoo priestess, you are becoming a voodoo priestess and you will be one in your dreams and you'll invite all sorts of dark spiritual energy and stuff like that. These people are really obsessed with like portals and gateways. Everything opens a portal and a gateway and you're inviting Satan into your house by like, I don't know, dressing as Fred Flintstone. Yeah, Just thinking like, critically, not that he is. So Spirit Halloween, I know they probably have like a thousand different costumes. I've never been inside one. 
but presumably like a couple hundred people nationwide have bought the voodoo priestess costume. Like I would guess if they're still selling it, uh, he doesn't think it's weird that he's like, he's not hearing about the exact thing he's describing happening, or I'm assuming he would just think that's because the media is in on it and suppressing that because they, whatever. Cause it's the Satanist cabal that's all involved in pedophilia. So of course, well, they're not gonna obviously that. yeah, it's they, it's, it's like the, them, they want to uh, erode the American Judeo-Christian value by uh, letting you dress up as salt and pepper shakers with your significant <laughs> other. But it is, and, it you know what? It Look always, around, boys. It's working. It's always the voodoo masks and the witch outfits that turn you into something bad. But for some reason, when you put on, I don't know, a karate suit, whatever you call it, and then a black belt, you're not magically good at karate. So I don't know. It's right. not really an equal exchange of things and if it was i would be more invested i would be like what what suit can i put on that will make my life better uh, and definitely it would probably be I, w- I would become the karate kid i think that would be my first go-to i'm not really sure what else other costumes there are that might be particularly neat I mean, superman i feel like if, if the spirit halloween bestows the magical powers i feel like there's a lot of costumes that i would want to have that feels like that's a, a really crappy 90s comedy it would be a cult classic of like a Halloween store where whatever costume you put on, you turn into the thing. I would just put on my Under Armour tactical pants and my black rifle coffee t-shirt and turn into ultimate warrior, <laughs> ultimate soldier of fortune for Jesus. Okay. Uh, so you mentioned, why are we not hearing news stories about this? Uh, are you ready to hear one? Oh, I am. Okay, this is secondhand information, but I think it still makes a powerful point. With Halloween coming up, a lot of you will want to play with a Ouija board, but this demon will make you think twice before you do. Throughout history, hundreds of people have been haunted by this one evil demon. In 2012, a a small group of (laughs) off-duty soldiers decided to play with the Ouija board for fun, and they ended up waking up Zozo. Zozo possessed one of the soldiers and almost killed all of them in a car accident he created. Zozo is a fallen angel banished from heaven. He loves to mimic the voices of the dead who the user of the Ouija board wishes to talk to. He's a cool and psychotic demon who loves to play on people's fears and insecurities. He will also tell you when and how you will pass. Uh, I thought Zozo was the name of the daughter from It's a Wonderful Life. No, Zuzu. That's Zuzu. Zuzu's petals. Never mind. Wait. Where does he think Ouija boards came from? Also, I'm pretty out of touch with the the kids. (laughs) I'm pretty out of touch with the kids are doing these days. But like he says, many people want to play with a Ouija board. That's not really in the public consciousness that much anymore. Like, isn't a Ouija board just like an old society joke thing now? Where people, Yeah, they used to be made out of wood and were nice. And now they're just made out of plastic. It's gone the way of everything else. And we know, God, I mean, what fucking idiot doesn't know that demons can't dwell in plastic? They need that solid wood, that that solid oak, preferably a solid oak Ouija board. I don't, Mattel really did demons dirty. Uh, They really essentially closed the gateways and the portals. So I don't know what these people are so worried about. Well, you know, I mean, there are people spreading the message. Nothing like 
in the wheelchair board. Nothing like it. <laughs> How did you have that queued up? Celebrities are endorsing such evil, despicable objects. I mean, what can you do? Nothing like it, girls on the Ouija board. Well, but, all right, you said celebrity. What celebrity was that? That's nothing like it, girl. She Who's eats various... She's a TikTok star. She oh, eats various foods, famous. and she has dead soulless eyes, and she goes, nothing like candy apples, nothing like it. And that's her lane, and she's now monetized on TikTok. She has 600 well, videos siblings. of her eating different foods and being like, Nothing like Pez. Nothing like it. So, taking a tangent here, somebody, somebody who has like that lane, do they know? Like, are they aware of how stupid it is, and they just struck gold that people are watching, or did are they just delusional enough that like they actually think they're making good content, and it just so happens there's enough other idiots out there that agree? Well, I think both exist. This particular woman isn't. She's she's not doing this ironically. No, <laughs> in on the reason people are watching. I think she's like, wow, people like this. I'll give them more, and then they just keep watching it, and they're like, they're just not laughing. For good job, society. Reason. Yeah, this this poor girl. She's so good for her. She's monetizing, right? But uh, she must have a cameo now. And she seems to be like posting all of the cameos that she does. And people are like requesting all sorts of things. So now like she's, you know, you scroll through her posts and it's, it'll be like something about like, nothing like Dave's birthday, nothing like it. And then the next one will be like, nothing like giving a Blumpkin at the park, nothing like it. And she like has no idea. (laughs) She has no idea, and she's obviously reading it as she's saying it. And like, it, I kind of feel I I think she's fun. I don't like her, but uh, <laughs> people are taking advantage of her. But uh, yeah, so Ouija boards. I don't know. I mean, did you know about Zozo? Did you never know how many people Zozo. throughout history hundreds have been possessed? Hundreds throughout all of history. And his uh, the the worst thing that he can cite that happened was a a car wreck that supposedly Zozo called. And that's different than all the other car wrecks that also happened across the country on that same know. night. In my Pentecostal church growing up, every time someone got the demons cast out of them, no one ever mentioned a Ouija board. I, I, not saying that's proof either way. It's just to find it interesting. I mean, based on the logic of what we're watching, that is enough proof. That's yeah, all you I mean, it's a weird like- personal experience. How much did they talk about Zozo? Because maybe that's just one me- method for him. Like he skateboards, he also inline skates. Like he uses he also, a Ouija board, but he also uh, he lives backwards know. on the records. Like at the same time, <laughs> I was trying to think of how to say it. You beat me to it. <laughs> he also happens to be a flying animal of sorts that instructs uh, a rebellious lion about how to live his life, I think. <laughs> Is this the Lion King? <laughs> I wasn't allowed to watch that, but that sounds that sounds like the you Lion weren't King. Allowed to watch, okay, you weren't allowed to watch the Lion King. There were spirits in the Lion King. Look, man, I grew up homeschooled, okay? Did you watch Pocahontas? No, definitely not. And I grew okay. up, my hometown is like directly next to where Pocahontas actually happened. All right, I need to follow this through. Stubbed his toe on Plumthrock. Did that, you? That was in Massachusetts. That was a whole different thing. 
What other I Disney movies? Coast. Oh, I, I haven't seen like most of them. Of I've never seen Cinderella, Sleeping Beauty. I have seen Peter Pan. Well, that's fine because they only just, you know, use racial slurs against in Native American. Yeah. Okay, you know, but there weren't any spirits, so it's fine. It's whatever. Um, <laughs> it, 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 that would be a pretty lame game because I haven't seen most of like the classic Disney movies. That's, it, I'm fascinated yeah. by this. Yeah. Uh, Some hold up. Some are still super funny. Like, I I have to watch The Sword in the Stone once in a while because it's hilarious. And, is uh, it? I, I think so. That it was my favorite as a kid, so maybe I'm biased, but... I think it's uh it's actually hilarious. It's hard I, I, to go back and watch some of those if you've never seen them. I watched Aladdin for the first time three or four years ago with some friends who like that was their favorite movie growing up, and they finished it, and I was just like, oh, cool. Like, <laughs> I mean, it's like a kids' movie from the '90s. Like, it, there's nothing bad about it, but as an adult, there's I'm not getting anything out of it. Yeah, we did that exact same thing with Hocus Pocus. Like, I don't think I ever saw it as a kid, and everybody wanted I never to watch saw that. it. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's like most of those movies you have. To, it's it's just it's more about the uh, the nostalgia than anything else. Yeah. Yep. I feel like when I was a kid, I wasn't I don't think I was allowed to watch Hocus Pocus. That's probably the reason I didn't watch it. But I don't recall ever thinking that seems that seems good. And I, not that I had good taste or was a had any good understanding of what like quality media was. But I don't know. I. I if I wanted to have watched it, I probably would have somewhere. I managed to watch most things that I wanted to and I never cared. And then even getting older in high school or college, people would still talk about it. And I'm like, I don't, I don't, I still don't want to, and I've still never seen it. And my wife was like, we should watch it with the kids. And I'm like, I will, but I, I, I don't, I don't want to, I don't have any interest in watching it. Yeah. I don't have a problem with witchcraft, but I don't believe in Bette Midler. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know who that is. You don't know who Bette Midler is? No. Oh, Sam. She's in Hocus Pocus. You would, you'd, the probably worst recognize witch. Her. you'd probably recognize her. It's fine. I'm pathetic. Let's move on. All right. All what's right. your next TikTok, Casey? Y'all, witchcraft will literally change your entire appearance. Think about it. It's a counterfeit power. So you come in agreement with hell, you begin to look like hell. And I truly believe what you're seeing in the movies is not just something that people make up. No, these are literal demonic beings that are hideous. Think about it. If the very glory of the Lord changed even Moses' appearance, what makes you think that depletion of his glory wouldn't change yours? This is why I truly believe Satan is the ugliest being in all of the world, alongside his demons. That's not the what Lord the Bible showed me says. this, that the closer you get to him, the more he radiates through you. You begin to literally look like him. No matter what you're going through, no, even, even, even during the times where he's purging you, you're looking more like Jesus. All beauty comes from the Lord. Satan can only masquerade as an angel of light. There's nothing beautiful about him, nor is it with him. Just something to think Good. about. That's what she's saying. Which... It's okay. just something to think about. Three immediate thoughts. One, as <laughs> Jeremiah mentioned. Uh, yeah, uh, pretty sure uh, the devil probably looks pretty good. I'd fuck him is what I'm trying to say. He probably looks great. You guys are I'd... too hung up on that old book. That's what I'm saying. Uh, the other one, Get this. I only just learned this the other day. Uh, she mentioned Moses's appearance being changed. Apparently, there has been um, some stat like they, they've uncovered like ancient art of of Moses. And he has like 
he has like horns and apparently like the the appearance his appearance changing yeah i guess so but i guess that's something you know that was uh associated with with like a you know human god hybrids or or people who i don't know the gods felt were favorable upon or something like that but yeah i guess came down art- from the mount with that akhenaten forehead yeah apparently <laughs> uh that's what that's how we portrayed in some art to signify that change that what that was reported oh so long ago i guess in some way like some translations will say something about like it's like a veil but that's kind of like a poor i guess that's a poor translation uh, the word that they use actually is only used there and it never shows up again throughout all of Hebrew scriptures. So, so uh, just making words up then, huh? So, but it's similar to a word that's used to signify these people who are from, you know, within other cultures that are, I have a soul in some sense. Uh, I, don't know, I just thought that was kind of neat that uh, Moses apparently uh, has been portrayed with horns in ancient art. Well, April said she remembered something about Moses looking like 20 years older or something like that when he came down. Yeah. That, uh, I remember something about that too, but I don't not I'd have to go read again. That's kind of how I felt Charles too. Heston's portrayal of Moses in uh, the Ten Commandments, they did that. Yeah. Okay. Well, well you don't think this is a Mandela effect where we all remember that Moses supposedly looked older, but we can't like quote a verse or something? Well, it doesn't he came, say it's, he came it down from the mount looking like changed. he's done two terms in the Oval Office. Yeah, <laughs> like, like Obama. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he went in young and spry and came out Morgan Freeman. He was apparently Moses was up there for a while too. I mean, enough time for people to build new gods and jerk each other off around it. So, <laughs> I mean, what do you think was happening? <laughs> What more holy symbol is there than a cow? You know, that's what I would worship. I live around cows and I could just not, it's hard for me to look at a cow and be like, that's yeah, it. Let's that's worship the, the holy thing that These people that's didn't have the internet. Right, yeah, like how, but they how, had how, other animals. They had like lions and leopards and stuff majestic like that in that part of the world at the time. Maybe they didn't think majestic. it was majestic. Lobsters used to be a like dirt dirt bug that only poor people ate okay all i'm saying is you don't know what they lobsters. thought but you don't know what yeah. they thought was majestic like maybe That's lions were just annoying a cow can animals. literally like a cow will look at you without breaking eye contact and it will stick its its tongue into each nostril individually like Not so it's really talented i don't uh, like what are you saying and all of the other animals that we're talking about lobsters included were evolutionarily figured out how to n- not shit all over themselves every time they go to the bathroom. <laughs> I was going to uh, say, like, I'm not worshiping on... anything that doesn't change its posture to poop. <laughs> I was going to say, lobsters live on the bottom of the ocean, so I'm pretty sure there's plenty of poop around no, lobsters. Yeah, but, uh, they basically live in a bidet, so they're fine. They got they got clean ass cheeks. Lobsters, they, they, leave in the, they live in the pooping ass. section of the pool. That They live in it. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Oh, one of movie. my favorite stories from my daughter. If it's when a saltwater pool, you can pee and poop in it. If it's someone has a saltwater pool, I think. no, no, Is Sam, I don't. Rule? I think you can. That's the rule. That's the rule. Don't worry. All right, he, I can tell you, see someone convince you of pee, but I don't think what there's nothing that you can put into a pool that's going to take care of poop that you want to be in the pool at the same you time. You skim it out. 
we were flying into California the other day and I was looking at like how many of these houses have pools. And I was thinking to myself, like, how weird is it to have a concrete pond in your backyard that you literally have to just dump like wheelbarrow loads of chemicals in so that it doesn't make you sick? Yeah. <laughs> it's like if you've had that pool for a while, like you're swimming in the same water that was put in there 20 years ago. That's crazy. Yeah, I, I guess so. Well, anyway. anywho. <laughs> <laughs> What's your next TikTok, Casey? All right. Well, this one's more informative. Here we go. I did have a third check at LAX airport in Los Angeles led to a disturbing discovery. 12,000 suspected fentanyl pills were found inside what appeared to be bags and boxes of Skittles, Whoppers, and Sweet Tarts. Seizure of the deadly drugs prompted officials to warn parents to check their children's Halloween candy. First of all, this video is for educational purposes only. I don't know how many people this video is going to reach, so share this video out to everybody that you know. If you're watching this video, do not celebrate Halloween at all, guys. It is not worth losing your life over a piece of candy. It's going to be a lot of demonic activity that's going to take place this day, and it's going to be a lot of bad things that's going to happen. Please be warned. Do not celebrate Halloween. Just buy your own candy. I'm begging you. <laughs> Support big well, candy. Well, probably like the big candy corporations make it with like aborted stem cells or something. So you can't do that either. <laughs> a rapper, <laughs> sure. I think uh, my my me eating Whoppers directly supports like murder of unborn children. Well, aren't Whoppers made by Nestle? Nestle? Yeah. So yeah, pretty directly. <laughs> Nestle owns every other company, including Nestle. abortion. Yeah, exactly. I think Nestle is they opened plenty of abortion clinics, I believe. Yeah. Yeah, and you that's, get a Snickers on your way out the door so you don't yep. get low blood sugar. Yeah. That's the plasma clinic. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. So I've I've I have recently learned about the facility near me where I could go donate plasma if things get tight. Now, I imagine they will a little bit for me because I, uh, one of the things I didn't mention with my new job is uh, I'm taking a fairly substantial pay cut, one that I'll definitely, uh, definitely feel. And I am thinking that now is a good time to get back in to my college roots and start selling my blood plasma again. I could make, I think I could make an extra $900 a month. $900 a month? Yeah. It's lucrative around here, man. They're not fucking around. They need that shit. So yeah, that's way more than they paid in Lynchburg. Lynchburg, yeah, you could make eight... a max of like a hundred bucks a week, I think. Yeah, uh, I think it was. I think so. It was like the first time in the week, it was like forty bucks, and then if you went back two more times, it was like, oh no, no, they wanted to incentivize you to go back more, so it was like a ramping scale per week. So it was like it might have been like twenty, thirty, and then forty. How much plasma can your body make? Apparently, uh, it, it makes a bunch, a but uh, you know, the downside is like you're basically giving yourself the flu every week. Yeah, I did feel run down for that couple of months that I was doing that. And also, that's where they send all the practice nurses when they don't know how to find veins good. And you oh, saw yeah. a lot of blood squirt, a lot. Frequently, every time I was there. Yeah, man, Sam. I don't know if this sounds like a great idea because that was young Sam too. That was like Sam in better physical condition, probably. How dare not, you? Not mid, <laughs> not middle aged Sam, middle aged father of two. Sam. Oh, yeah. My physical my physical condition is not in great shape these days, dude. But, I just got yeah. done hiking all over Zion, and trust me, I I understand. 
the recovery <laughs> time is a lot longer than it used to be. <laughs> I, I honestly, I didn't drink really at all. Well, I didn't drink before I was 21 because Jesus Christ is Lord. And I barely drank afterwards. It was like I turned 21. I didn't even really like beer that much. Have a beer, maybe, maybe two if I was feeling crazy. And these were like 12 ounce beers of like your four and a half percent kind of thing. So I wasn't, get, I didn't get, I probably, I don't think I got drunk until my mid twenties. Um, and that first drunk was probably like four loggers. You know what I mean? Like you're, it's like, I overdid it. I should have had something to eat. It was like pre dinner. I had an extra beer and it was like feeling silly, but all that to say, uh, people look at that. Like, it's like, I don't know. I felt a little lame sometimes in college. Uh, I, I stood my ground. It, it was easier to to hold that line at a Christian college than maybe if I wasn't at a Christian college. But I would give anything to go back to those days. That's the that it's like it's so funny to think about kids feeling shitty about not drinking more when they're in college or feeling weird about it. You're like, they're, you are better than everybody else. Just don't just don't like you don't have to. And you will definitely never regret it you will never regret not liking beer more uh because it gets you fat it just gets you fat <laughs> also alcoholism is real i maybe yep. that's a bigger deal but i don't know <laughs> well i mean sure no uh, it is <laughs> it is uh it's runs uh it runs pretty rampant in my family so it's something to <laughs> that i take seriously uh but probably not seriously enough given the amount of fat i have on me from beer <laughs> i probably could take it more seriously do you remember going to the plasma clinic and like you'd be sitting there you're all in a row with a whole litany of different people and you'd look down the line and somebody's plasma would be a different color yes it was weird looking. Some of them, like a healthy person, like April's looked like water because she drank water. Mine looked like, uh, yes. you know, urine. Yeah, because yeah. I only drank Mountain Dew. You only drank urine, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And then once in a while you look down the line and you're like, why is that person's green and why are you keeping it? Yeah. <laughs> just you like stomping down the floor drain in front of him and tell him he can't come back <laughs> you can't put that into the medical system the worst oh, way to make Why money i've ever uh yeah ever it's terrible but i might try it again we'll see maybe the, maybe <laughs> like the how much could you make here. driving for uber in the evenings or something like i'm trying to think of anything that else actually might be the a better option for me I mean, better for uh, I, your body for sure. I am looking, I am going to start looking for like, I want to find a part-time job to just do like one night a week because I have Guys, so please, many free nights. Please subscribe yeah. to the podcast. We could Sam off the needle. Yeah. We could start a Patreon or some sort of support thing. And if you guys, you know, care enough to have me not go sell my blood plasma or get a part-time job to uh, not be able to, to have, I mean, I essentially have no nights free at that point between school, the podcast. And then if I find a part-time evening job on top of my full-time job, that would, I'd love to not do that. So maybe just we could start pleading uh, and begging people to support the. Yeah. Yeah. Think of the poor car accident victim who has to get like his filtered IPA juice. You know? <laughs> yeah. 
That's not fair. It's better for it's, everybody. There's better plasma out there. It's not fair. Okay, so this is the last guy, but I got a, a few clips from him because he's my favorite. Uh, this guy has been making the rounds, and uh, he is a former Satanist, uh, very serious Satanist, maybe a warlock. I don't know what the classification scale is like. Like the urban canner of Satanists. This guy is such an Ergen Cantor type character. Like his backstory is so flimsy unless you're a person who wants to believe it so badly, you know, to explain why Fast and the Furious 6 has like a, I don't know, a pentagram hidden in a wheel design or something like that. (laughs) Here we go. This This is the Reverend John Ramirez. Tell us a little bit about where you were oh, it's an interview. in relation to Satanism and worshiping the devil. We need to get him on. Years, uh, eight years old, boy, little boy, eight years old, demon church, to learn being trained by high-ranked devil worship with warlock and spiritual witches, turning me to or know how to take over territory, demon, demonic contract, demon, different demon territory, demons, principalities, first, second heaven. I was being trained all the way to the age of 30. Is it just so words? I to the devil. Got married in Halloween. Had a demonic wedding in Halloween. I baptized my daughter to the dark side at the age of 11. So <laughs> that was my whole entire life. I mean, I... I, I want to talk to his kid. ...and slept witchcraft. Wow. Astral projecting. I will astral project over region, leave my body, astral project, curse the region, because if I can curse the region, I can capture the people. <laughs> Wow, that was so, a lot to unpack there. How many people did he capture? We have to talk to this guy, dude. Oh yeah, he's he is just like words out. This guy can barely talk. He's he just like just former witchcraft. Yeah, and he's all over TikTok and YouTube, like people sharing his clips and stuff like that. Like I ran into him several times, so I tracked down this interview. But uh, so he supposedly grew up. I think what he says is that he comes from a long line of witches and warlocks. And so he grew up in the satanic church or uh, grew up in demon church, I think is how he phrased it. That's what they call it. Yeah. And uh, demon church. Can you tell us where on Halloween? Can you tell us where one of these demon churches is? I don't think he would for your safety. Oh, okay. Got it. Got it. (laughs) I appreciate it. Yeah, there was so much, like, dude, every clip of this guy is that. It's just him, like, vomiting out random words. He, like, It's like he doesn't use any verbs. He only, like, spits out nouns, and you have to fill in the rest. It's Everything's connected by semicolons and commas. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's like you think you're talking to him over a bad connection. Demon <laughs> <laughs> church, but, 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 but. <laughs> He baptized his daughter to the dark side at the age of 11, which, uh, yeah. So it's funny side. to me because like somebody like this guy, okay. Cause what do you, okay. When you hear somebody nowadays talk about, uh, devil worship and Illuminati and stuff like that, like what is the main subject that comes up in those discussions? The new um, world order. I was going to say child sex trafficking, that, right? Okay, uh, but yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. that's everything is tied yeah. together by like child sex trafficking and child sacrifice and all of that kind of stuff. And like, it's, it reminds me of like what we've talked about so much listening to, you know, like hearing people share their testimony that came from like a quote unquote wild life before. And like, there's things that you can't, you can't cop to in your 
big elaborate testimony. And so for him, right. it's all only stuff that like Christians would care about. It's like, I was drinking animal blood. I was performing rituals. I was casting spells. I was a witch for hire. And I would throw like, I would cause like people to get sick and stuff like that for money and everything. And it's like, where's the child sacrifice? Like how much of that did you do? Yeah. Well, like, why don't you admit how many, how many kids did you diddle and then sacrifice on an <laughs> altar? Like I, I would love to know how much it cost for like a run of the mill flu like spell. That's my, you know, well, like does, now, does he just cast it from a distance or does he astral project so he can make sure he like AC 130s it down on you directly? On the yeah, victim? astral projection, I assume, is more accurate, but definitely must be a little bit more. <laughs> I just imagine like him, his his being like floating over your head and then him just like putting a finger down his throat, trying to make himself throw up on you. <laughs> That's how it all works, but he can't quite make it happen. So he just keeps like dry heaving above your head would you believe that this guy you said it's pastor john ramirez um would you believe that on his instagram there's a picture of his sister presenting a painted portrait to president donald trump of president donald trump you're looking over his shoulders he gazes upon a cross on a hill i've seen this picture yeah his sister apparently yep yeah what uh (laughs) What part of Trump's cabinet was John Ramirez? <laughs> like Minister of Interior or something like that? I really, I, we should see if we could try to talk to this guy. I think that would be amazing. 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 He has, yeah. Oh, he does an eight week e course. You could take the e course. That probably gets you everything you need to know. Oh, oh my man. God. And he's the how type of guy who how posts. How much is it? Uh, I, I, I don't know. I'm just looking at quotes from it um, where he's the type of guy who looks, he's definitely post pictures of himself on his Instagram. Like it's a picture of him with a quote by him about something profound. And he posts that content. So awesome. That's cool. Yeah. Well, yeah. just, Oh man, just profit is, things. It might yeah, you could infiltrate this things. course. That'd be cool. He has 71,000 followers. He's made 7,000 wow. posts. He's busy. He's really busy. A lot of demons to fight. You know what I like? I like the fruitless endeavor of fighting demons because they don't, I mean, who would we talk to um, that was maybe we haven't aired it yet? Maybe was it Casey? Uh, might have been Casey Parks. Uh, but that when you cast a demon out of somebody, that that demon has to go into something else. So you're just, I mean, it's just fucking demon, demonic musical chairs, basically. Like you're not, they never go anywhere. Like they all this talk about fighting demons and they literally just relocate and you have to like, keep that it's shit true. going you're just re- yeah you're pushing the demons around like with just, a just be safe and cast them all into bet midler yeah. <laughs> uh so i know you want to know how much these courses are so yeah. uh the course i went to look at the first one is called unmasking the devil um now the the individual uh, teaching is, is that uh, also a striper song <laughs> probably a lot of these sound like they could be striper songs so unmasking the devil it's eight video teachings the unmasking the devil ebook digital workbook three live q a's with john and arsenal prayers from heaven i don't know what that is arsenal that sounds like a world war one uh shock and awe campaign so that's Falling 50... in a heavenly airstrike yeah. on your boss now so that's 59 dollars for just the individual plan however however if you would want to do the group one which is for up to 10 people that gives you all the same stuff plus a facilitator's guide for $149. Uh, 
But there's also the I'm All In bundle, which includes the Unmasking the Devil, Spiritual Warfare Bootcamp, Special Ops, and On the Front Lines, um, which has 32 video teachings and 12 pre-recorded Q&As and three live Q&As. So that's Unmasking the Devil. Oh, we need uh, to get in those live Q&As. I've, do we have at least 10 listeners that want to uh, get in on this and ask really good questions? Yeah. I, uh, you know what? I was about to say like, oh, he's got an ebook. He's got a workbook. He's got a bunch of like pre-recorded things. Like I can respect the hustle if he's got the resources to back it up. But when you told me the price, that's where it loses me. Cause because it's too low of a value proposition. It's too low of a price. Like if you're yeah. going to hustle people, ask for 1500 bucks at least. I know. I was Get shocked by here. that. $60. <laughs> Get out of here with your cheapy spiritual warfare class. Well, he wants it to be accessible to the common man, but not so much that he give it away for free, okay? Like Exactly. He needs to cost pay the bills. Okay. But he wants to equip the saints, you know? So What kind of prayer strike is he doing again? Uh they're called arsenal prayers from heaven. All of those words are capitalized. $60 is not much of an arsenal. That's is a Russian right? yeah. weapon arsenal. Well, I don't like know if you get to request arsenal prayers or is it just like a prayer blanket where like the, says he's prayed over every single one of the blankets before they get sent to you. Like you might just be included it in it with smallpox blankets. Yeah. Uh, no, that's a different thing. Oh. Um, same group of people, but <laughs> Do I have to share it's a blanket uh, with Donald Trump. Cause I feel like he probably plays for him a lot. <laughs> You get to you. You actually, if you donate enough, you get the blanket that Donald Trump put over his lap while he masturbated on the couch in the White House living room. All right. Uh, so while, while so watching like Fox and Friends, and yellow. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> now I'm while saying for fifty nine dollars, we can apparently get into three live Q and As with them if they're actually live, guys. That actually seems like a great price. That I will sounds pay that. like a I lot mean, of fun. I, I, I would go with Absies with you. Do that. If we could like maybe crowdsource some questions through the Discord, uh, you know, really find out some stuff. I don't think we even need him on the podcast. I think we can get all the answers right there. Like yeah. we'll be recording the podcast. He just won't know. <laughs> I don't think this guy leaves his home turf very often, you know. Yeah, he, he probably stays in his Well, lane. not in his physical form. Uh <laughs> 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 do you want to hear more from him oh absolutely yeah. all right this is from the same interview this is uh oh this was my this is my favorite one people say it's just fun candy kids are having costumes on well, what you said it's it, much more it, 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 the candy you know i i i shared i, I never shared this before but this candy people from different walks of life pray over these candies Witchcraft, they pray over the candies. You knock on people's door, you don't know if the person that you knock on knows she's a witch. Okay, you don't know she's a witch, she's doing Wicca, she's practicing New Age, and you knock on her door and you come in, you come in, in, in legal rights of this witch or this wall, or this person's practicing this stuff, giving you this kind of candy. Mm-hmm. Now you're taking that stuff home, you put that stuff into your body. Mm-hmm. Amen? And on top of that, in, t- in, in, in top of that, I'm Tom Levain, said, out of his mouth, you know, he, he, used to, he, he was the ruler of the Church of Satan, mm-hmm. right? Out of his mouth, he said, I want to thank every Christian parent for allowing their child to celebrate Halloween one time a year. This is Halloween, the most popular. You only celebrate on it one time a year. Right, yeah. So, okay, so the, I found so many videos of John Ramirez quoting Anton LaVey, who founded the Church of Satan back in the whatever. He was some douche that played a calliope and wore a lot of black makeup. He was a putt. There's so many videos of people like posting 
John Ramirez quoting Anton LaVey, supposedly saying, I want to thank all the Christian parents out there for letting their kids worship the devil on Halloween every year. And I looked all over trying to find like anything corroborating the fact that he said that <laughs> it's it's not out there that I can find. In fact, like the Church of Satan has like responded to it and they're like, yeah, uh, we don't think he ever said that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? I'm, I'm doing the same thing right now. I'm Googling it. I can only find like churches saying that that was a quote from him. And I found that same thing from the Church of Satan saying no. So that checks out. But also, who fucking cares if he said that? Like, look at the guy started the church of Satan. His entire goal in life was to be, and like, maybe he's lying to you. Naysaying anti-religious guy. Like we get what he was doing. So to just yeah. be like, I, I want to thank all the Christian parents for letting, it's like, it's like when you go to a comedy show and you just write down word for word, what they say. And they're like, can you believe they said that? It's like, you lose the content. Even if he did say it, he might've been saying like, you could say that jokingly as someone who thinks it's funny that Christian parents let their kids do that. And they still, that doesn't give it power. That doesn't mean anything. I the think only people that take Anton LaVey seriously were Anton LaVey, who was a nerd. And then, uh, the Christians who like to quote yeah. him and talk about him and, you know, play videos of his Halloween, uh, you know, dinner parties where they I, I don't know i guess a bunch of goth people with no death metal to listen to humping uh, john ramirez on his instagram has a, a recent picture of himself in a church sanctuary with some guys who look like they're dressed like christian bikers which is a particular type of tough and mm -hmm. uh, he's wearing he's wearing um athletic trainer shoes no socks pants that are cuffed just high enough that you can see he's not wearing socks and a black t-shirt that says spiritual gangster. Uh, kill. Oh, wow. <laughs> that's oh, it's good. Oh, it's good. God, that's terrible. But yeah, so, uh, you know, who is praying over your Halloween candy? I just, with all of this stuff, I just want to be what like, what is it? Over your Halloween candy when you got yeah, it. just pray over for your kids and like just God's perfect love will cast out all fear. And then you're the candy's safe. Just sanitize you, it. You Big get look. the candy and you God pray over take it and get all out of it. I feel like that. Uh, yeah, it's like, that feels, uh, Steve God bless fentanyl to my body. <laughs> <laughs> In my body to your service. <laughs> oh my gosh. Is there a quotes channel in the Discord yet? <laughs> he does kind of talk like Dr. Steve Brule. <laughs> That's pretty accurate. That is what he sounds like. Oh, man. Oh, what did, well, how, they were talking about candy. candy. Uh, and they're praying over it, you dummy. You're like, oh. <laughs> Just take... And, and buy your own pieces of candy, you turkey. Oh, man. So uh, John Ramirez uh, looks like he, he did a live like cast thing on Lindell TV on frankspeech.com. Oh, oh what a perfect pair up. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. I want to. I'd love a buddy cop movie of him and Mike Lindell. <laughs> <laughs> I would prefer like a more of like a twins type movie. Yeah, that oh okay. I like Arnold Schwarzenegger. That. that would be twins. fun. That's what I'm going for. Oh, he also he also posted a picture <laughs> of the, the Queen of England, rest in peace, 
with the caption, beautiful spirit, powerful woman of God would be miss. <laughs> yeah, so at least anyone's he, ever types described, like he talks. Yeah. Has anyone ever described the queen as a powerful woman of God? Like, I'm not trying to take anything away from her, but like, I don't think that's how people ever referred to her. I think it's pretty well established <laughs> that you couldn't take anything away from her. <laughs> She took things away from other people. That's yeah, no, I, I get it. That's <laughs> Princess Diana. <laughs> oh, Christ. All right, is there another clip? All right, here we go. Last one. Uh, another John Ramirez. Hey, people celebrate Halloween, right? I'm going to be the little mermaid. Sound. The marine spirit. Marine spirit. That's what you're going to be a water spirit. You're going to change your identity for one night. Open doors and gateways and portals. Now the devil only rights so cool. because you open the door because you want to dress a little Ariel. So I can open up a portal to the water zone by dressing like a little mermaid. I mean, it does sound pretty cool. Because you yeah. want to dress like little Ariel. He makes it sound when he says it, it sounds perverted. Yeah, I, when he says like you're, you dress like little Ariel, I agree. That does sound like why'd you say little? Like, yeah. uh, I don't know what you want. To, yeah. You want to dress like little Ariel? You want, Oh, that's what you're going to do. Take a I have a question though. I've got, I've been a hot dog for like six Halloweens in the past 10 years. Okay. <laughs> if that I invited sense. in like the ghost of Oscar Meyer or something like that. <laughs> the ghost of Nathan. <laughs> the ghost of Nathan. <laughs> I think so. Uh, more excerpts from his Instagram. He has this comic that someone drew that says marriage and it's a, a drawing of a plane and one wing says man and the other one says woman now you're not going to guess where this is going the next one is them flying into the twin towers <laughs> or nope not that it says gay marriage and it has two wings on the same side that says man man and no wig on the other side of the caption is something think about world with the hmm emoji. <laughs> <laughs> so this something is a guy who just really makes you think, oh, wait, there's a comment. Uh, from someone like saying, wind sailing. From uh, Child of Christ 95 comments and says, I actually was gay. I don't identify no more. I struggle still, but I repented and allow God to take it away. I'm 26 year old, have been gay, don't identify it with anymore. Thanks to our Lord and Savior, Jesus. Again, this part of sin in my life, he's volunteering all this. This part of sin in my life just started happening where I let it go. So pray for me, brothers and sisters, for full deliverance. I'm fighting this battle because I love Jesus more than a pride rainbow flag. Claiming to be a homosexual, I don't want it. It's not my portion to hold anymore. Please pray for me, brothers and sisters in Christ. It doesn't sound like he's beaten homosexuality yet, to be honest. <laughs> it sounds like a man who is still fighting that battle really hard. And I'm not trying to take anything away from him, but uh, yeah. That's like when you talk that roundabout, you're really trying to convince yourself that things are going better than they are. Yeah. Like I actually feel kind of bad for that yeah. guy. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, it's fucking terrible that he has to feel that way, but. Oh man. Oh, he still his, dude, make, so, you know, yeah, it's true. You lose some. his Instagram is just amazing. Cringe. Casey, if you haven't spent time on it, like there's so oh, many posts it doesn't look like he's carefully curating either like it looks like he's just going for it <laughs> nobody's nobody's posting for him he posts himself yeah yeah he, he doesn't strike me as a guy he doesn't strike me as a guy who's interested in the pr team 
the uh he keeps talking about legal things that's something like he mentioned a couple times and like uh, did you guys ever hear that from visiting pastors at your church talking about like giving legal rights to the devil your legal rights is this a court of heaven thing i've I never like heard like of to say that man tim you didn't grow up in a pentecostal church did you no 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 uh, you missed out on so much but, giving legal rights yeah, yeah, legal rights. You've got legal rights I, in the court of heaven. Crazy. I didn't realize that the devil and his followers followed the our legal system here. Sam, I'm saying the court of heaven. Like, rules. I, I'm not making that term up. Have you ever heard of the court of heaven? No, this is a new oh, language. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah you I, got some I like reading. I'm still learning do. new things on this shit. Yeah, new revelation, let's say. Um, <laughs> there's the court of heaven where cases are tried in you know the spiritual realm. And I don't want to get some of the details wrong so some of the listeners can correct me. But uh, yeah, there are legal rights that the devil can have over you based on things that you say. Uh, and But you can appeal with prayer and then you have to exercise the legal authority that God's given you. Oh, what a bunch of fucking horse shit. How is it that how how is it that we're in this endless battle with the devil and God has just been like, I know it's going to be tough for him, but I'll give you, here are your rights. Here are your rights. You have these, and it's going to make everyone's life over here really hard. But this is where I'm willing to meet you, as opposed to, like, the god of all power who just could be like, you have no rights. And then it just it would be that. Like, what is this well, game? You, you can't this pretend-ass make-believe game? Teach the youth pastor to not touch the the preteens you have to teach them what their legal rights are in the spirit realm so they can defend themselves against the demonic attack sam yeah plus rules make everything more fun yeah (laughs) it was like i think it was what was it like a workaholics quote where they were like they they met this guy that was like the the dude that still like lived at the college and partied really hard every night and he was like rules make drinking so fun Uh, here's another hot quote from John Ramirez's Instagram. If medicine worked, you wouldn't need to refill your prescription. If prayer this- worked, you wouldn't have to keep doing it. <laughs> that was quick too. Yeah, that was really quick. Dang. Man. You just blow on your finger gun after that. One. <laughs> oh guys. Oh, here's, here's maybe the best one. So he's got this thing that it's like a black background. It has a red cross and it says COVID over the cross, which I'm like, that's weird. But underneath that he's written COVID, C-O-V-I-D, Christ offers victory in diseases. Now, I'm not a grammarian, but I don't think Christ offering victory in diseases is correct. That's bad. Victory from diseases is what you want. Victory in diseases. That sounds like Christ is giving you the diseases for your victory. You got to give some leeway on the uh, the, uh, anagram. What what do they call that? What is it? Or, yeah, yeah, that's that's correct. Oh man, I feel like well, it's not, but I'm gonna run with it. Ah, uh, I love John Ramirez. I think everybody should follow him and take his courses, and uh, you know, learn to fight spiritual battles. I do love the fact that like all of these people, they they love talking about like how any sort of contact with like these seemingly benign objects open spiritual portals and gateways that can infect you with demonic energy and stuff like that. Meanwhile, we'll like just listen to the worst filth available. <laughs> like, like 
reptilian conspiracies and hollow earth and the moon's a, yeah, a, a yeah, space yeah. station and space is fake and birds aren't real and you know just like all of that fine invite that into your house because it's teaching your kids to question things you know maybe think, eventually think, as long as it's not our teaching the question <laughs> Question everything except for our teaching. What they're questioning is how much contact am I going to have with my parents once I go to college? (laughs) Oh boy. Uh, I, uh, I, I do think it's super weird that all of this like weird satanic panic stuff is like back. Yeah. Maybe it never left. Maybe it's just more visible now, but okay. I, well, we switched, a, I think we we switched over to Muslim panic for about a decade and a half. So I think we just we're back from that now. Yeah, doesn't that seem like the good old days now? <laughs> Not to Muslims, but <laughs> well, hey, somebody's got to take it on the chin. Yeah, all right? that sounds like a them problem. I don't know, Sam. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I so know. I saw this uh, this quote this week <laughs> that like. I don't know. I I don't want to open a can of worms here in a more serious discussion, but I I think this is like very interesting to think about. It says social and political movements in the age of the attention economy have no breaks, no incentive to compromise or reach a settlement. The incentive instead is to become more extreme versions of themselves to remain quote unquote attention worthy. This works right up to the moment it doesn't. And I think that explains like almost everything that's going on <laughs> around us. Like, why are we back in satanic panic mode? Well, because, uh, you know, it gets clicks and that's, I it's don't working. know, I'm clicking and on it's it. Not, they'll move on to something else that gets the same attention with it. It's just, just change the vehicle. It's, yeah. a, it's a vehicle change. Speaking of getting clicks, can I just express, a, I feel like we're winding down a little bit. I'll just express a frustration. I was sitting in, um, the airport getting ready to fly home and I got a Facebook notification. Like Facebook randomly decides you want to be notified that someone you don't aren't really that close to liked a post from someone or made an update. You're like, right. I didn't ask for this, but it's someone I used to work with when I used to work for a church. I used to work for the church I grew up in and uh, someone who currently works there, who is very middle-aged posted a video that the title seemed interesting. It was called save our kids. And part of me was like, Oh no. And this is like small town Pentecostal church. And I clicked on it and it turns out uh, the church is full on producing like COVID conspiracy videos now Amazing um, under a current events thing. And they have someone on staff who's editing together terrible conspiracy clips of you know the out of context clips of Fauci saying something and then Robert Kennedy Jr. saying something and then Trump saying something and like you know just doing that whole thing and I I texted my dad who was on the board of directors for the church and I was like hi what's going on uh, apparently he stepped down from the board over this uh, which oh made wow me very, maybe very proud of him but like yeah. apparently I've missed a lot they've started doing that in the past uh, like year um, and dang. I, yeah, and it was just it was very like, oh man, I didn't need to learn all of this today because I started going uh, down the right. rabbit hole. And like this is the pastor that married my wife and I. Like I used to work there. I grew up in that church. And I was like, oh that is a bummer. Hats off to your dad, Demon man, church. for stepping down over something that he believed in. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. That is really cool. Oh no, my dad's a real one. But but it's still like, oh, it was it was rough. 
Can I say one joke before we leave? Oh, absolutely. I just <laughs> You're smiling too big. We can't move on. <laughs> uh, so, uh, Paul Pelosi. Oh, uh, my God. That was, know, the, the guy who's been looting the American about. economy for the past, like, what, 30 some years that his wife's been in Congress. Uh-huh. Yeah. I just was wondering, like, do you think that rings shot out of him like Sonic would <laughs> 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 all right listeners casey's leaning back in his chair he and he's that. laughing so hard you couldn't finish his sentence he was so proud of it and now he's he's i've never seen him make this face he's sobbing <laughs> he's struggling to breathe <laughs> I, love that. I would pass out I love, I love that you needed that. I love that you could tell you start getting this smile like you tell you thought of a real zinger and you're just waiting for the right moment to stick it into the conversation. I know. There was no segue. I just had to like throw it on top, you know. Yeah, it's just Casey talking about current events. All right. So uh <laughs> Oh man, that's good. that is very good. All right, yeah. and on that note, uh, yeah. thanks everybody for here. listening. You. <laughs> if you made it to the end of this bye week episode. <laughs> uh, if you like the podcast, uh, share it with a friend, and uh, you know, maybe not this episode, but yeah, just try try to explain this episode to them before you share it. <laughs> and uh, oh. if you want to talk. To, uh, to us and a bunch of other cooler people, you can join the Discord. Our link's like, in the Instagram. Yeah, I feel like you should uh, you should go share with us your favorite takes from your friends and your home church on social media about Halloween this year. Come share it with us. Let's all make fun of it together. Yes, and any sort of uh, Christian cringe Halloween or otherwise, I would love to hear it. So uh, send it to me on Discord. Thank you. Anyways, uh, have a good night. <laughs> We've done a hundred of these and we still don't know how to end the podcast. <laughs> oh, no.